You are listening to the weekly podcast of Greater Christ Temple in Lima, Ohio. We pray you enjoy today's message. Let's go to 2 Peter, 1 Peter, this morning. There are a lot of challenges in life. There's things that if it's not okay, it's not okay. If you need to be encouraged, you need to be encouraged because there's a lot of challenging things going on in our life. The devil comes to test us. He comes to discourage us, try to get us comfortable in our place. But we need to be hungry for the word. We need to be hungry for the word. First Peter chapter 4, verse number 12. I want to read this very quickly. And I'm not in a hurry, but I may read it. First Peter chapter 4 and verse 12. In the version that I have here, it says, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. And I'm going to stop right there. And I'm going to speak from this. It's going to be worth it all. It's going to be worth it all. Lord Jesus, we thank you today for your loving kindness. We thank you, Lord, for allowing us to come together in the house of God. We thank you, Lord, for keeping us all week. You didn't have to, but you did. And we're grateful. We're happy. We thank you so much. We praise you because you only dwell in the midst of praise, even though you're everywhere. You dwell in the midst of praise. You continue to bless us, continue to use us, is our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. It will be worth it all. All the tests and trials that we go through in our life sometimes seem to be heavy. They seem to be challenging seem to be threatening. We don't know how things are going to work. We don't know how things are going to happen. Things might be one way when we wake up in the morning, but by the time evening comes, things have changed. Sometimes we're put into situations that we don't know we're going to be put into. We're going to face things we don't know. And so we just had to be consistent in our praise, in our worship, in our trust, and in our faith. The good news is that when God gets finished with us, he's going to take us through everything that we have to go through. Our lives are filled with blessings, and, and, and a lot of times within those blessings there are pain that comes also in our lives. Jill, I'm sorry, I didn't see you back there. Jill was with us yesterday too. So we have to get to a place that we can take whatever happens. The safest place that you can be in is in the church. The best position you could be in is, is praising God and being um, a follower of his. To learn everything that you can about him. To give people testimonies that God has done things in your life and work things for you. To always be an encourager. We don't know what afflictions 
lie ahead for us. But we know as long as we're living, it's possible. Is that right? As long as we're living. We, we just don't know. We don't know what's going to happen from one day to the next. But the Lord gives us hope in letting us know that I'll always be with you. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And sometimes people don't understand why you are determined to trust the Lord. They don't understand why things are necessary for us to make it. We have to go through things. We have to go through things. Everything can't be your way for us to get through what we have to go through. Sometimes God will test us, test our faith, test our attitude. Are you, are you strong enough to hang in there? Are you willing to go through whatever you have to go through? Are you willing to be disciplined, be accountable? Are you willing to be led in praise and worship? Are you, are you willing? One day it's going to be worth it all. God gets us through every day that we have to go through. We've been through what these children are going through now. We've been there. We all once were a child. But when our childhood was over, it was time then for us to be adults. And it was time then for us to be like a football player or a basketball player or a cheerleader or whatever it is to be coached. And the Word of God coaches us. The Word of God helps us. And he uses human instrumentation to give that to you. And even though the book is here, even though the book is written, even though the book is here for us, it's the fact that some of us don't read the book. So how can they hear without a preacher? How can he preach except he be sent? There's serious sadnesses and sicknesses that come in our life. There's persecution. There's hurt. But when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. Why do we have to go through these things? Because God has saved us by grace. It's not our works or anything like that, but he has saved us. But he's told us that life is not going to be without trials and tribulations. Because life is for the whole world. Everybody lives every day. You can't just be in the body of Christ and feel as though that you're not going to have any problems. You can't believe that you're not going to have any tests or trials or, or anything like that. You can't go around with your feelings on your shoulders. If things don't go your way, you want to get mad. Or, or as the old saying, take your ball home, ball and bat home, and there ain't going to be no game. So you've got to understand that sometimes you've got to learn to grow in God's grace. We ought to continue to trust him, continue to believe in him. No one that makes it to heaven is going to say this was disappointing. They're going to be happy. Those that have went on before us, they're happy right now. You, 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 we think, well, we miss them because they're gone. But they're in the presence of the Lord. And they're waiting for the same rapture that we're waiting for. They're not going to get to heaven before we do. But they're in the presence of the Lord now. And we're still trying to get there. We're trying to make sure that we get there by living right, by doing right, by treating people right, by uh, allowing ourselves to grow and to learn. Just seeing the Lord's face 
is going to be worth it all. Just to be with the man who brought us out of darkness into his marvelous light is going to be worth it all. The man that helps us. He doesn't change us. He helps us to change. He helps us to do things. Everybody says the Lord's going to do it. Well, sometimes it's not the Lord's going to do it. The Lord will help you do it. This is one thing we got we to understand. He'll help us. And that is if we want to be helped. Sometimes things don't go as easy as you think they will. But God is trying to work on us. He's trying to work on our attitude. Trying to work on our disposition. Trying to work on our will and our way. Our will and our way is not his will and his way. And so we have to know that. And we have to understand that God is working on us day by day. He's working on us right now, right while we sit. He's working on us. He's helping us. He's allowing us to get older. We're older than we were when we came in here this morning. But God has still been good to us. And he hasn't allowed any of the tragedies of life to come in our lives. But we just don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. But we don't fear about tomorrow. We are happy about today. If we can't do anything about tomorrow, we can't do anything about yesterday, but we can sure live today. It's going to be worth it all. Every trial that you've been through, every tribulation that you've been through, every test that you've been through, every heartache that you've been through, every hurt that you've been through, every discipline that you were under, all of that is going to be worth it all. But you just can't think that everything is going to be easy, that the word of God is just going to be easy. Everything's not joy and jumping and happy and everything. Sometimes things are rebuke. Some things are instruction. Some things are teaching. Some things are for our good. Some God sends some messages that we don't need today, we don't think. But we don't know what's going to happen the rest of the day. We don't know what God has in store for our lives. You're just on page six, and page seven might have a lot of different things in it. Nowhere in the world I knew that Rashonda was going to be here today, but God knew it. And probably a few weeks ago, months ago, or whatever, this time last year, she didn't know she'd be here. But God works with us. We didn't know what we would deal with, what we would go through, but everything that we go through is going to be worth it all. Just to be in the presence of the Lord. I don't think that we'll even be able to remember some of the things that we go through when these trials and tribulations, this thing called life is over. But it's a, a great blessing to prepare ourselves now. Not to let anything stop us from being what God wants us to be. Hmm. You know, you got to understand that life is not according to what you've written or what you think it should be. But when it's from the word of God, all we can do is say amen. Sometimes we got to holler ouch. God helped Moses overcome all the obstacles that he went through in his life. Moses was saved by God as a baby. He was raised in the home of the Egyptians. Pharaoh's daughter. He, he didn't have to go through a lot of things that his family went through, but God kept them also. And he helped him to conquer all his problems, even when he sent him to Egypt. 
He helped him overcome all of his problems, all of his shortcomings and those things. And he, he also let him deal with the past. The past was over. <laughs> things that Moses went through when he was younger, God forgave him. God used him. And I'm convinced that God will do the same for us, but we got to hang in there. You can't let every little thing, every wind of doctrine blow you away and make you feel as though that what I'm doing is not enough. It's not going to work for me. Because you just have to understand that you might feel one way one day. And the same day, God can come by and touch you. He makes no mistakes. God knows everything. And God cares about us in all ways. And we have to understand that sometimes we have to know the difference between something that's real and something that's not real. Sometimes the devil will make us feel as if we're not just happy and everything's going our way and nobody says anything to us. That's real, but that's not necessarily real. I told my son when he was growing up, that he was staying busy playing sports and things, and I involved him in those things. And I said, as long as you're doing something positive, as long as you're keeping those grades up, a lot of things you won't have to do. You won't have to, on top of it, take care of things. He had to empty the trash, of course, wash dishes after himself or whatever. But a lot of things he didn't have to do. He didn't have to cut the grass. and had to do a lot of things that I had to do growing up because he was busy. What are you going to replace your time with? You got to be sure that it's something positive. Well, there was nothing wrong with people seeing an athlete that was trying to live for the Lord. Nothing wrong with some of the tests and trials that he went through because God brought him through them. But you got to understand that something that's real and what we're in, we're, we're in something real. Have you ever seen fruit that looked like it was real but it wasn't real? You ever seen counterfeit money that <laughs> looked real that wasn't real? Well, this thing called salvation is real. It has some rules and regulations that go along with it. And so we must discipline ourselves and try to carry ourselves so that the Lord will be able to say, well done. Hmm. Sometimes false doctrine gets out and people fall for it. They begin to believe certain things. And then not being in church and not sitting under the word of God or under teaching or whatever sometimes can cause you to become undisciplined. You do things that you didn't think you would ever do before. And some people are staying at home now. Even though everything is okay, you can wear your mask, you can do what you want to do, whatever, but don't forsake the assembling of yourselves. I didn't write it. The book, Paul had write, God had Paul to write it. And that's talking about all circumstances. Of course, if you aren't physically able or if you're sick, you don't want anybody else to to catch what you got or whatever and all those things. That's always been in place. And even more so now because we know how easy it is. But when things are together, God doesn't want us to go through those things no more. I had, uh, I've heard of people, I get a lot of re uh, requests of joining a program, this doctoral program. They get your information, they find out what you need and they'll send you something and plus if they see you on the internet looking at something all of a sudden you get all kind of information on it all you did was look up something and next thing you know here comes all these products that all these people have and are offering it to you and so every now and then I get some requests to get in the doctoral program so I can finish my doctorate 
And some of these places are diploma mills. They're fake. They look good. I mean, they look good, but they cost a lot of money. And so the terminology that used to mean something doesn't mean nothing a whole lot now. I remember my pastor said he went to, no, 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 Bishop, uh, Dr. Marshall Taylor went to someone's house and, and they took him to a ministerial meeting and everybody was a doctor and this and that and all that. And he asked one of the gentlemen, he said, Doc, uh, uh, what's your doctorate in? He took him to his house for dinner. And he said, honey, what is my doctorate in? Because he didn't know. Somebody just giving him something that wasn't real, something that was fake. Sometimes you try to get a job that requires certain qualifications and you find out you can't get it because it's not real. So you got to make sure that you protect what you have is real. This thing called salvation is real. It's not fake. But somebody will try to give you something that's fake. They'll take something away, take something out of it. That's still that's very important that God wanted us to do. I heard Dr. Leon Stutzman talking this morning about tithing. And he was talking about people will just argue and fight you tooth and nail. Say that tithing was in the Old Testament. But so, so was thou shalt not kill. So that means that you can kill now because that was in the Old Testament? <laughs> no. It's the principle of it, doing what's right, pleasing God. And God's not asking a whole lot to ask you to give a tenth part of your increase. And you have 90% left. <laughs> it's going to be worth it all. The Bible says, by their fruit you shall know them. How a person conducts themselves, how they act, how they uh, deal with things, and all of that. And everything is not peachy cream. It's not. I remember my pastor, Bishop Pratt, Bishop Ann Pratt, preached a message uh, one time, forget public opinion. You can't worry about that. But you've got to do what's best for you. That's in the guidelines of the Word of God. And if you choose to follow those guidelines and somebody else doesn't, doesn't mean you're wrong. doesn't mean that you're wrong. You know that you can see what the Bible says. It tells us to encourage one another. It tells us that when somebody seems to be down to encourage them to try to understand that everyone can be challenged. Everyone can be tested and tried. I don't care who it is. There were times that my mother was even influenced by some people and she told me something about the pastor. Somebody said this and I said, Mama, stop it right now. Don't let yourself get involved in that. Because God takes care of his man. God takes care of his woman. He'll do the rebuking. You can't do it. He'll take care of it. He'll work it out. And she thanked me so many times. And did not allow the conversation to even come to her ears. People would try to talk and say something. She said, look, I, I don't want to talk about that. I love the man of God. I'm praying for him. Just pray for him. As a matter of fact, why don't you just call him up like I told her to do sometimes somebody's talking about somebody. Listen, let's get them on the phone. Oh, did you hear about Sister Kathy? No, but I'm going to call Kathy up so she can tell both of us. Oh, no, I didn't mean that. I mean, I just heard. No, 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 no. I mean, okay, okay. Oh, somebody's calling me on the other line. I got to go. Fake. It's time to be for real. It won't be long that the Lord is coming here. And you don't have time to go get things straight then.
don't have time. People talk about deathbed confessions and all that kind of stuff. I believe that God will accept it. I believe it. But you don't even know if you'll be able to do it. People get in situations where they can't do nothing but move their eyes, and sometimes they can't even do that. They say, well, I can think it. Sometimes you can't even think. You can't even think sometimes when you're awake, and uh, you know. So it's best to have a record with God. He can look at your record. He can pull your record up, and he can see exactly what you've done. He knows everything that you've done from the time he gave you life, even before he gave you life. He was just in thought in his mind. He already knew what you were going to do. He knew your whole entire life. Isn't that something? We saw a lady yesterday in Piqua. I can't think of the sister's name now. She's 92 and a half years old and looked like she's about 45. Gloria, am I lying? I don't tell lies. I mean 92. And when she was saying, I've heard her say it before, how old she was, this, that, and the other, but I just forgot. But it comes from living right. Yeah, some people say, I live, uh, I've lived 90-some years, 100 years old because uh, I drink some wine every day. Or I do this every day. Or I smoke cigarettes. Or I don't smoke. And, or this, that, and the other. It's not because you don't smoke. It's not because you don't whatever. You're not supposed to smoke. God tells us that. Know ye not that your body is the temple of God. And you don't want the Lord to be living on the inside and you sin and smoke down <laughs> Living right is what will get you from earth to glory. And you'll be able to say, thank God I made it. Many will say on that day, Lord, Lord, <laughs> mm, did not we prophesy in your name? And in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? Jesus said, then I will tell them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. Now, you mean to tell me if I don't get saved, I'll be in that category? Well, I'm telling you what the book says. And if you can't deal with the book, <laughs> you can find somebody where somebody will tell you something different. Okay, and people, now the uh, doctrine of inclusion, everybody's included. Everybody's going to say, God, wouldn't let nobody go to hell. Why did he make it? And why is the Bible said hell has enlarged itself? It originally was made for the fallen angels. But <laughs> just don't be caught up with every wind of doctrine. If something's counterfeit, it's not genuine, but deliberately tries you to resemble something other than what you are, just be careful. Don't allow yourself to become so preoccupied that you can't take time out for the Lord. Because whatever it is, it really can wait. It really can. It can be changed another day. No, I got to keep this date. No, suppose you were sick and couldn't do it. Suppose the person you were supposed to keep it with was sick and they call you and tell you they can't do it. Or, or whatever, even when it comes to TV and all this stuff, you can record things. It's amazing how God allows us to have no excuses. None. And then he's got a record of those who do strive to do everything that they can. To those who treat people right, no matter how they treat them. To those who love people, no matter how 
they treat them. Doing unto others as you would have them do unto you. Sometimes we need to think about if we would like people to treat us the way we treat them. Sometimes you, you see people in your presence and they act like they don't even see you. But then when they need you, they're all there. Here they are. That's why I tell you, when I see you, I'm so happy to see you. If I see you again this afternoon, I'll be as happy as I was this morning and happy to see you again. Because in that time period, a lot of people, situations change. A lot die. A lot get sick. A lot have strokes, have heart attacks. It don't take but a minute. So I'm happy to see you. Well, I spoke to you this morning. Well, if that's the really attitude that you have, that's fine. Okay, God bless you. But I'm going to still speak to you. Lately, I've been in situations where there's four or five people together. We might be doing the same thing. And I'll say, how are y'all doing? How are y'all doing? It's, oh, everybody. I had a group in the store the other day, about seven or eight people. They started talking. There wasn't nobody saying nothing. We were just getting mad. They were getting mad because <laughs> the, the person that was waiting on them was taking a long time. He had, they had problems. You don't know what a person goes through unless you've been a cashier. You don't know what computers do. You don't know. So just be patient. And so the whole attitude changed of everybody. How you doing? We start talking. Start talking about the weather. and Talking about we live in Ohio. So we know the weather changes and all that. But I said, I thank God that I'm still able to get around. I got an injury on my foot. And let me tell you this. I got prayer. I just told Sam a few minutes ago. He didn't get too excited at first because he wasn't really. He was focusing on something else. But then all of a sudden he said, what? <laughs> uh, the, the preacher that preached Friday night, this service was over. Hope you didn't get to see this. Those of you that were watching Friday. But the altar call was going on, so they cut the broadcast. And uh, I came down for prayer. Unless you did be able to see I don't know. But I thought they'd cut it off. But anyway, and I went down and got prayer. They had a seat down here because somebody had to sit down and do an altar call. And I sat in that chair, and the man of God prayed for me. And I felt something in this foot. And then his grandfather, Bishop Edgar Allen from Detroit, from uh, Indianapolis, his grandfather, came on and said, Bishop, let me pray for you. He prayed for me. And then he told me, run down that aisle. I didn't think about, I can't run. I just ran. Boom! Ran down the aisle and ran back. I told Sam I only have this boot on because I'm standing up for a long period of time. I don't need it, but the doctor said it keeps the weight off the sore. The sore that was like this is coming down, down, getting covered. It's almost covered up. It's a process. you got to wait. But it's going to be worth it all. All the pain was worth it all because God is our healer. Prayer goes up. The prayers of the righteous Availeth much. Told him I'm not going to put the boot on. I said, well, I said, I thought about not putting it on, but I'm putting it on anyway because it takes the weight off of me. But God makes things so it's worth it all. We give up the streets. We give up the dope. We give up the alcohol. We give up the running around from woman to woman, man to man. Oh, not man. Not, I didn't mean that way, man. You know what I'm talking about. We give all that up. Because it's worth it all. I wouldn't have gave up the world if it wasn't real. If God didn't help me do things and prove himself 
to me, I'd probably still be out in the street. But he didn't let me get there. He gave me a shepherd that cared about me, a shepherd that told me when I was wrong. I didn't say, well, Bishop, you don't need to say nothing else. He told me when I was wrong, and I was wrong, and I knew it was wrong, but I had it covered up. He didn't see me. But when your spirit is not right, it can be detected because God knows everything that you see, everything that you do, excuse me. He sees everything that you do, everything that you say, everything that you think. Way before you think it, God knows what you're going to be thinking next week. You don't know. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing day.